0: Cool, all right, what's up everybody? Good morning to everyone watching. Um, Lauren here. Uh, So any artists, collectors, and the curious that are here looking for Ricardo today, he's actually out. But if you're looking to do any drawing or art with us, um, we're here. So we've got Amber and Jason, Gabe here as well. Uh, Let us know if you guys are watching and where you're watching from um, in the chat. We'll be keeping our eyes on that. Be on live shows like we have today, you guys can watch all of our Reinventing Network shows, art jams, drawing groups, interviews, panels, and more on our YouTube channel and website, as well as our Roku channel. If you haven't checked us out on Roku yet, you can find it by searching for Reinventing the Tattoo on your device for 24/7 streaming content. Um, A lot of us have been putting it on in the background for ourselves or clients while they're tattooing. Um, We have several weekly shows and drawing groups happening every day as well. If you're watching, you're welcome to tune in or join in the Zoom call with us. Uh, The Zoom link for today is easy to find. Um, It's actually, if you go to reinventingthetattoo.com, scroll down to the calendar, the Zoom links are right there for each event. If you are here to watch, our YouTube channel is also set up for reminders for all of these upcoming events. Um, Sundays, Jason's here. He leads a skill building Sundays. uh, Monday mornings start early at 9 a.m. with Drawing for Tattooers, led by James Wisdom. Right after that at 11, you can join myself, Gabe Ripley, and Jake Meeks of Fireside Tattoo Network to talk about what's going on in the world of tattooing. Later on at 5 is Robbie Rapol's Let's Talk About Feelings. Mondays at 9 is the Reinventing uh, Evolution class led by Sandy and Andrew. Otherwise, you guys can follow the link in the description about all of these various learning opportunities that Gaia does offer. Tuesdays right here is Tuesday Feels with Ricardo Sturdamont. Wednesdays, we have our Business Roundtable and Business Courses by Tattoo now at 1. And then also Thursday evenings at 6 is Tattoo Collecting 101. Other than that, let's uh, say hi to Jason and Amber and get things kind of started for today. How's it going, guys?
1: Good, Hello. how are you? Sorry, I'm just Final finishing fair up fair for a Tuesday
0: morning. What you working on, Amber?
1: Um, Actually, I just finished a painting. Um, I think you saw that picture I took while I was camping over the weekend of the yellow leaves. Sure did. I decided to paint it.
0: um, There we go. Love it.
1: Yeah, I've actually had a couple people already ask me about it and. I don't know that it's good enough for prints, but I might make some reproductions of it.
0: If they make you happy looking at it for sure, it makes me happy. You know that time's about to be long gone.
1: Yeah. I'll think about it. You know, I'm my worst critic. I'm proud of it and yet I'm picking it apart as I'm looking at it going. I could have done that part better and I could have done that part better.
2: But you know what? That's what all artists do. And you can't dwell on that. First I know. Piece, learn from it. You pick up from the next one. You know, as if, I was doing really it, I, would... the point, I was going to say, if you really get to the point where you just really absolutely do not like it,
1: start over yeah it's that easy right you know, now i love it i, so I don't it. want to pick Art it apart too that much. easy
2: you know or it's that easy you can always start over you can always do it again no one says that you can't you know so why not
0: hey i, I just want to check what james them. uh said that the zoom link in the calendar isn't working jason can you double check on that
1: I actually discovered that myself, but just as I was going to message you, you sent me a link, so that one worked. I was like, she must've been reading my mind.
0: I do that all the time, just like a book. No, just kidding. Um, James is here, so looks like it all worked out, Jason. What's up, James? How you doing?
3: Hey, good morning, gang. I was hey, uh, I was morning. having some hard time getting in, but uh, Gabe, Gabe told me to refresh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> i did that
1: gabe is the the tech guru
2: gabe is the internet
0: (laughs) what'd you say about the internet before jason
2: gabe is like the internet he is everywhere and he is nowhere
0: what's up creature in the chat thanks for watching
2: oh sorry guys i'm just running a little behind today i still haven't even made coffee yet
3: so
0: it's terrible James how was a uh, class this week
3: oh it was fantastic uh yeah, Jason was there amber was there um Ricardo was there spirit um my friend elise a lot of people were able to come and so it was um you know it's always better you know when we have you know participants and um and it's always like uh it's just always a pleasure to to get a chance to draw with you know with others so uh, so I loved it, I, you know, I really enjoyed it, and um, so, yeah, I hope I hope uh, everyone else is enjoying it as much as I am, so. What
0: did you guys uh, talk about yesterday?
3: A lot of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think, uh, you know, um, we talked about, uh, we talked about, uh, there was an artist that, that recently died, and so we talked about him and um, Kim Jong-ji. And then we were able to, I think, sort of like use that as inspiration for, um, you know, some of the other subjects that we uh, started getting involved in. Um, Thinking about, um, thinking about the figure, thinking about perspective, um, thinking about line quality, that was something else that sort of came up, Um,
1: you know, what is a
3: line and, and those sorts of things. So,
1: versus an edge
2: yeah i'm actually um that's that's one of those things line priority and like edges those are like some things i'm absolutely neurotic about but it's mm-hmm. also one of the things i find most people get drawn to in some of the most spectacular tattoos that you that you see right Mm-hmm. I mean, You're going to look for that line as an added element to draw your eye in a direction. It's going to help make the most bold and obvious parts stand out above everything else. And if you have varied line weight in there in combination with, you know, areas without any line, it immediately calls your eye to wherever that big line is, right? But then you ask yourself, well, okay, but what if every line is a huge line? As my cat starts trying to jump onto the countertop in the background. (laughs) Um, But what if every line is a huge line, right? What's that going to do? It's going to flatten your form. It's going to take away from the dimension. So you have to go through and have, if you're going to have line in a tattoo, vary it. Mix it up with some hard edges instead of lines. Mix it up with areas of very vague tonal value. You know, that's going to help push certain parts back and blur things out. It was a good class. I liked it.
3: Priority, right?
1: I do that in my watercolor tattoos. I don't add lines to the color until I've rendered the color. And then I'll go in and add my sharp edges where they need to be and leave the soft edges where they need to be to make it look like the soft or hard edges of the paint puddle. Because if you just line it and then with the color and then fill it in with color, it doesn't look like paint. It just looks like you packed color in and you did a good job packing color in, but it's just a blob of color. You've got to add those hard and soft edges in the different spots at the end to be able to render the splash of color to look like ink or paint.
4: Hmm.
1: So, there's a watercolor tip for anybody out there watching that doesn't do watercolor.
2: See, I always try to vary my color saturation. Obviously, I'm going to go through and stick with you know, certain tones over other tones, but I always try to focus more on saturation and areas of solid saturation versus areas of diffuse saturation, right? Areas where things aren't very saturated. Maybe it's a quick whip shade. Maybe it's um, an area where my circles are just a bit looser and lighter.
1: So mm-hmm. sticking
2: within my form, but I've always found that when you, when you work with saturation, on top of hard edging and you know adding in lines where there need to be lines but it's about it but when you really use saturation as an added trick for dimension yeah yeah it, it really does it it really does amazing things
1: that's just well yeah you have to saturate it no matter what it's just the trick of making it look like it's translucent or transparent not saturated And sometimes well, the hard edges in certain say, spots and soft edges and others helps.
2: Right. What I was actually talking about was actually not making everything super saturated. Right? Um, I like to go through and vary areas that are really, really packed, really dense, really, really saturated with color. And then by leaving certain areas that are not saturated, that maybe it's just a quick whip shade out with a color. Maybe it's just a very light feathering out of a color to keep that area less saturated than other areas. I like to use that as an added technique and as an added trick. Um, Just kind of helps thin things out so that you can really focus on the areas where the color is the most opaque
1: see i i agree that it looks the best on a fresh tattoo and i think i'm compensating for the fact that most people don't take care of delicate tattoos like that
2: oh see i'm neurotic about it and i charge for touch-ups so it's like hey not my fault you didn't take care of it sit down we'll touch it up but it's gonna cost you
3: so I think uh, the, the way that I would like, sort of, kind of join these ideas together is um, it's through the idea of intensity. Mm. And so, like, you know, we talk about color, you know, there's always this intensity, like is is a factor, temperature, yeah. temperature is a factor and intensity would be a factor. And so if you're leaving, if it's, if, you know, if it is not as saturated, you're allowing more of the skin to show through, you're allowing more of the paper to show through, you're changing the intensity of the color. And so um, I suppose that, you know, if you're, uh, so whatever you're doing, you know, that's the, that would be what you're going for. And that's how you can achieve those different effects that, you know, we've been talking about, as well as like, uh, you know, adding emphasis, right? Adding the priority. You have more more of an intensity and more of a you know uh, of an emphasis with lines and 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 you know all of the other sort of elements that you bring together you are able to prioritize various portions and then of course like like Jason to your point you know you you you're letting some of the skin show through you're kind of allowing the the color to be less intense in those areas and it can, <laughs> it can be more subtle, it can be more sort of, um, you know, uh, a less emphasized or less priority given. And so I think that you know, it's a good it's, it's, it's probably a really good technique to um, it is, especially Yeah, especially like if you want to add on to it later. You know, I've certainly had like artists like, you know, that I really admire have done work on me. And they kind of left some areas like a little bit, you know, they're a little looser at the edges. And it's like, we're going to, we're going to work into that later. You know what I mean? We'll like put something on top of it or we'll weave something together. And, um, and, and sure enough, it's really worked out well. And, you know, so it's like, I think we sometimes can get into this mindset of having, you know, this, like you said, everything with the same line, because we want to you know, we're like too focused on, I don't know, like, uh, we're too close to it. Right. We haven't taken a step back. We haven't appreciated it for, you know, uh, as a, as a whole, you know, as, as an, as, as an entirety unto itself, you know, we're, we're too focused, hyper-focused on, you know, little things noodling and stuff. So, um, anyway, I, I just, I, I really appreciate what you both are saying. I think it makes a lot of sense to me. That's just the way I think of it, you know, just in terms of like intensity, temperature and how we can you know like uh, how that leads to prioritization whether yeah. that be you know like something that's really really close to us or really far away or it's it's wherever you like you know you want to you want to put the viewer at you want to you want to make them you really want to make them focus on this particular thing
2: I, think my I have to just clean fried clean. from this weekend
1: so what's that
2: I said I think my mind is kind of fried from this weekend
1: Well yeah, I think we're all that
2: way I'm running off of like 12 hours of sleep in the past three days
3: All right but you're getting ready for convention right oh yeah Amber you've been you've been making art like like nonstop, right? You've been painting, yeah, tattooing and stuff.
2: Something. Yeah, this uh, is be convention. at the I'll Resurrection Island show.
3: Yep. So cool.
0: Yeah, they're getting set up, so I thought I would share it because it'll be- um, Nice. Some stuff that we'll be sharing this weekend. <laughs> Looks like a lot of fun to do with a group, you know? Um, but That's a lot. I love conventions. That'll be cool. (laughs) Yep. Looks like so
3: much fun.
1: We could have James there. We could project James's face.
2: Imagine <laughs> this. Imagine having some of those like steam blowers coming up, right? Aww. And we'll just project James's face onto that like he's the wizard of Oz. I that's exactly and, what I was thinking. Yo, we can make this happen. And then he can yeah. just teach class Monday mornings, like as that that like stream of steam. Um. That would be epic. Yes, it would. You need to make that happen.
3: Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> well, that would be that would be terrifying, I'm sure. But um, but I was just gonna ask you, like, you're gonna, you're like, you're so exhausted. But I know, I'm like, I'm like thousand percent sure you're gonna get there. You're gonna be totally jazzed and amped.
2: Over prepared, man. I've been so wired. I love conventions. I love them. That is my happy place. When I die, I'm going to a convention. (laughs) Okay, like no lie. They are everything to me. I fell in love with them years and years and years ago. I try to go to as many as I can, everywhere I can get to. Um, They are, it's my happy place, right? When I'm zoning out while getting my ribs hammered on for hours and hours at a time, mentally, I'm going to a tattoo convention in my mind. Like, that's, that's where I go.
3: The great tattoo convention pretty much. in the sky. Is that the... Yeah, yeah, pretty
0: much.
2: <laughs> like, no, I want to I mean- be, I want to be, uh, you know, buried with a couple of machines, like an admission ticket and a lanyard, you know? <laughs> like, the whole nine, like, that's my happy place, man. So, yeah, I get amped, absolutely, like, I don't need sleep, I, I'm just my excitement is through the roof right now and i cannot wait but i get like this before every show i work in every single one of them you know philly is like philly i have down to like a pattern right i've got that down pat i've been working that show for so many years i know what to expect i know to get there on thursday for loading um to go in and at least drop my stuff off at the booth Because I know the line around the building is going to be absolutely insane on Friday. I know this. And I know this from experience, from having to stand outside in the rain for three hours while waiting to get into the building just to get set up. Yeah. Which, um, because by the time you get through the doors, you just feel like a wet cat. Yeah. And you're looking at everyone and you're like, just don't even look at me. I will kill you right now. Um, and it's Philly, so people think it might actually happen, and then they're like, oh wait, it's Jason, he's harmless anyway. Um, so it's like a little contradiction, they're like, oh, he must be wet, do you need a towel?
3: <laughs> um,
1: I remember in 2016, it wasn't raining, but it was so cold in the city. Yeah, and everyone outside theater. freezing their, oh man, they were freezing. My daughter and I throws our asses off and i'm like i'm not i'm not getting out of line i'm not getting out of line i'm just not yeah. And yeah, my, uh,
2: that's why was like,
1: we're not going sick. home we're not going home i'm like just huddle together we'll be warm enough until we get there yeah and then it yeah. was worth it it was totally worth it it's always worth it but it was totally worth the cold
2: For people out there that are watching that might not know what the Philadelphia Tattoo Convention is like, there's usually a line three or four people wide and probably two or three city blocks long Yeah, waiting to get into the show on Saturday. It draws an absolutely massive crowd. Um, I think the last quote that I heard was something like 30 or 40,000 people that come there over the weekend. Hmm. Um, which over three days is quite a few people yeah um so there people are literally forced to wait because of the convention center politics and rules and security and all that stuff they're forced to wait outside in whatever the weather is until the doors to the show actually open whenever the guards decide that that is right um could be on time, could not be on time. Who knows? But everyone's forced to wait outside while waiting for admission to get in. Even if you bought, bought advanced tickets, you can't get in before doors open. It's one of their security things. I don't know why. Unless you're an artist and you're there to sit up, set up. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. And that's why I'm a huge advocate of getting there as early as you can. It's better to be early and wait than it is to be late.
1: Oh, yeah, we take the train up from here crazy early.
0: Hold on, Jason. I got a good one. But if you are late, be worth the wait.
1: (laughs) Yes. That's the other
0: part to that. Yeah, that was the first thing I ever learned about a tattoo shop was the first one that I was in. It was 2007 and it was that was the motto. That was that was it. That was the mission of the shop. Always late, but worth the wait.
2: Yeah. See, I'm, I'm neurotic. I used to be late for everything in my life. And then I was like, you know what, if I'm always early for everything, I won't ever be late for anything. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was like, uh, it it was a foreign concept to me. I was like, why would I want to be early? Shouldn't I just be on time?
1: I used to be late for everything. And then I spent 10 years with a man who could not be on time. And it forced me to have to be early with everything. And now I'm early for everything. But it took that to break me of the being late all the time thing. Because it annoyed me so bad. I was like, I can't do something that annoys me. If I'm going to get on my own nerves, I've it's behavior I got to stop doing.
2: So it's something I apply to tattooing as well. Um, I show up an hour early to the studio every single day um, without fail. Like, Not just because I only live three minutes away from it, but I, I do that out of my own accord anyway. I get there early. I clean if I need to clean, um, You know, get everything set up and ready for whatever appointment I have, get my stencils run in advance, go up, go up front, grab the paperwork, grab the deposit get everything set up, everything ready to go, get my Netflix queued up on my little client iPad, get Ooh. the headphones turned on and synced on, get get my color palette set out for the day if I'm working with color, uh, get all my needle configurations out, set up all of my machines. I don't have to worry about anything like, oh, well, I need these markers because I'm just going to draw this on. Everything is drawn up in advance, even to my own detriment when that person shows up we head straight over to my area they sit down and we get started on the tattoo within 30 minutes of them arriving we are tattooing yeah you know and i think it's something that a lot of people out there especially some more well-known artists and things like that like if you draw your stuff on and it's all freehand and that is all you do great that's fine um if that's the way you prefer to operate that's awesome but i can guarantee you it's going to take me less time to slap a stencil on someone than it is for you to draw something on someone yeah that's maximizing my time and that's maximizing my money because those little bits of time can add up and you can squeeze in another small tattoo at the end of the night
1: yeah i prefer to have my stencils ready and ready for to go. For
2: pieces, for things like sleeves and back pieces, I print them out the night before. Mm-hmm. Put them together, get them all set up, set, ready to go. I still show up an hour early. I don't have to run a stencil. It's already together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've already come in. We've already sized it. I've already held it up to them. I already know exactly how it's going to wrap, where my stress relief cuts are going to be. I know exactly where it's going to be placed, where the wrist is, where the elbow is, where the shoulder is. That all comes down to the planning stage, but very easy, but it's, I found that being on time and being that prepared for everything just increases efficiency, right? Yeah. When you increase your efficiency, you're increasing your potential income. You're increasing all of these other things. Now, the downside is, is that if someone no call, no shows, someone calls out last minute, if someone uh isn't crazy with the design for whatever reason even though they would have had to have approved it in advance it's like okay it's not changing the amount of money you're spending today you know you're still spending the same amount of money yeah it's just now you're making me jump through all these extra hoops
1: Uh they don't
2: show up it's like cool deposits mine if I have to move oh, yeah. it, that's fine. But then I know that they're not coming in so I don't have to get there and prep and break everything out, get everything set up and wrapped up just to break it down again if they don't, you know, show up. So it's, um, it's always interesting. But I've always found, yeah, I'm always early. I cannot stand being late to things, especially with a job that I love.
0: <laughs>
2: I don't understand how artists can be late We have the best job in the world we okay so here's why tattooing is the best job in the world not that any of you need convincing but explanation is necessary we get to listen to whatever we want to listen to music wise we can put on whatever movies in the background we want to put on showering is optional recommended but optional okay we get to make fun of people we get to hurt them and we get paid really well to do it. Tell me another job that allows you
0: all of those things.
3: It's very unique. I
4: got
3: yeah, it's very unique. So somebody just joined. Somebody joined, somebody joined the group, WIT.
2: Hi, WIT. WIT's I think trying to figure out Zoom. If you can hear us, unmute yourself. There you go.
0: Hey what?
4: There we are. Hey Jason.
0: How's it going, on? Yeah, I'm having
4: some issues. Hi, how are you guys? Doing pretty good. Good. Can you hear me? We can. Come yeah. through
2: loud and clear.
4: Okay. Good. good deal. Perfect. How are you guys doing?
2: Doing pretty well. Doing
4: pretty awesome.
2: Well. Fantastic. What are we talking
4: about? Are we talking about the Vic Convention? Uh,
2: well, which one? There's several going on this coming weekend.
4: Resurrection? mm mm-hmm. Can't wait. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Put a smile
1: on his face.
2: Yeah, I, I'm a. I love you, dude. I'm always so supposed I used to have like I used to keep all the lanyards I would get until I just had too many of them. You know, cause you're like, oh yeah, and I was at this show, you know, 20 years ago, and here I am at this one 15 years ago, and uh, here's all the ones I worked at this year, and it's like, why do I need all of those?
4: Yeah, dude, but you're supposed to keep, keep all like, your shit, man. That's what it's about. I
2: I keep one from like every new show I work at. Right. So, like, the first year I work yeah. at it, I'll keep that lanyard. All the rest of them, I don't need them. You know, I, there's usually, like, if you work at shows like the Puerto Rico show, you'll walk away with, like, a shot glass, a coffee mug, one of those, like, <laughs> nylon drawstring backpacks. Uh, you'll walk away. That's with, good to I can to guarantee you, you're going to get a hoodie. <laughs> like, they give you so much free stuff that it's, like, you really don't need a lanyard. <laughs> It's like, no, it's cool. I'm an artist. See? I got the shot glass right
4: here. <laughs>
2: Used it last night. Right? And so you get all of these souvenirs from all of these things for free without ever asking for them. Being an artist that works at these shows. I've got shot glasses from the Dublin Ireland show. Um, I've got well, a uh, coffee mug from Needle Jig from that was given to me, I think, out in Gettysburg. Um I've got, like, all Waverly coffee mug. Actually, I think I got that one in an order when I ordered from Waverly. Um, But I've got, like, all of these, like, coffee mugs and shot glasses and all that stuff from working at all these shows. I don't need the lanyard. I've got plenty of things that rep that show to begin with, you know? Um, So, like, I started not keeping some of them. So if anyone wants mine from after the show, actually, this is the first time I'm working at it, so I will keep this one. But next year, when I work this show again, let me know and I'll give you my lanyard. Um, because after the first year, I really don't bother to keep them.
4: So. And you can keep them and reproduce them years later and sell them things vintage. I mean...
2: Yeah, people can just have them. You know, I'm, I've got some from like Philly Show 2010 um, and like 2011. Mm. Um you know that like have literally done nothing for me since I got them
4: I've got one from every show I've ever been to too (laughs) yeah
1: I'd be turning them into curtains you know what I mean no
2: I will say what I I am a fan of collecting while I'm at every show is business cards because I'm a huge nerd so like I like to go through and I'll do business card trades with people sometimes like their trading cards like I'll take my Philip Liu and I'll raise you a guy. HSN. Ah, ah, what you got for that? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a huge like tattoo nerd like that. I've, I've you know, only been obsessed stickers. with stickers. 20 some odd years. Oh, I got stickers. Galore.
1: My favorite thing about convention is stickers because I always need more decor. <laughs>
2: See, I, I like stickers and I've got a ton of them, but I never take the backs off. I'll, like, throw, like, mounting putty or, like, double stick tape on the back of them. But I won't actually, Mm -hmm. like, peel the sticker because I'm afraid if I peel it and I don't like where it is or something (laughs) happens, that sticker is ruined. And I don't want to be that guy that goes around and double dips and takes two stickers. Yeah. So, like, I'm only going to take one.
4: Double dips.
2: But I don't want – that is my only one of those stickers. Nothing can happen to this sticker because, like, what if I have to throw it out?
4: I feel this is becoming I, like I, an episode I, of Friends, but sticker. Double dipping. I, I use <laughs> my stickers to. I'm 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 all about it. Are I get you- it too. I hate, I hate to take the back house ones. I like. I, don't, I have to really think about that, rather than not. I, I really want to use it if it's worth that.
1: I always find a prominent place to put my favorites. Mm-hmm. Like I-, I have this mirror that's you know in my shop that i know for a fact is never getting thrown out and it is my shop mirror so (laughs) my favorite favorites go around the frame of that
2: see all of the stickers i have are my favorites though like if i'm not absolutely in love with the sticker i'm not gonna grab it because i know how much they cost to make so like. But, like, if I go through and I'm, I'm like, yo, can I get a sticker? Like, is that – I number one, I always ask. Oh, if you're attending a show, always ask about stickers. Oh, yeah. Know, just assume that they're free because I've been caught a couple of times where it's like, oh, shit, like, these are a buck a piece, Dude, here's five, man. I'm sorry, <laughs> dude. You know, like, sometimes people don't have signs up or anything like that. Um, so always ask. Plus it gives you an intro to that artist and, like, you develop friendships that way. So like always ask if you can have a sticker first, but don't be that person that just walks around and it's like, oh, cool, free stickers. Let me go grab like a
1: handful of them.
4: Oh, I know, like I a, hate that. You know, like there's, a, there's that classic look when you walk up to the table and like everybody's working back there and then they look at you and you look at them, you look at the stickers, you look at them, and you look at the stickers, it's like really not free. <laughs> it's kind of like look oh, away at me yeah. and take them. <laughs> it's got, like a I whole can, un, unsaid thing. Or
2: what I do is I take my stickers around and I ask the artists and they'll say, hey, I'm doing a sticker trade with people. I'll give you one of mine. You give me one of yours. Like, is that cool? And then that way everyone benefits. You know, it's a good way to do it as far as or like print trades. Now, sometimes people invest a lot of money into their prints and they make really, really nice ones. um, So they're not really willing to trade, right? Um sometimes people are there just to sell them, make the money, etc. But um sometimes going around and taking your prints around and doing trades with people can nab you some absolutely awesome artwork. So these are all like little convention hacks, you know, mm-hmm. ways to like get your name out there, build your reputation, and come away with some free stuff. So well, not free because there's a cost somewhere along the line.
4: No, convention hacks, that could be like a, a whole nother a whole other show, a whole nother segment. Oh man.
2: Yeah. That would that would be a multi-part show. Yes. Like
1: Every week a new I'm convention one. hack. How to pack light <laughs> for international
4: trips. <laughs> Renee Little says she specializes in that. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, Renee is one of my favorites. And she's got some great little hacks too. I'd love to get Mike Chambers on here, too, and talk about his convention travel stuff,
1: Um,
0: Mm.
2: because he's got some amazing tips and tricks as well. But here's my thing, right? Many years ago, they used to make this ultra-tiny, ultra-mega-portable massage table, right? Yeah. It was, I think, 16 inches wide, barely wide enough for a human being, right? 16 inches wide and I think it was like a total of 24 inches folded up right I mean this thing
4: was for like gnomes miniature it's a gnome table so it looks,
2: yeah it looks like a folding <laughs> bench right but it had telescoping like aluminum legs it had a leg extension for the back so you could get more length out of it, it had a little attachable like face thrust to pop in but the thing weighed I think a total of like six pounds, which is unheard of for a massage table. Um, I think it weighed a total of like six pounds and you could fit it in a carry-on suitcase. Wow.
1: Nice. Man. And they stopped making them. Why would they wow. stop?
4: You know that the portable ones are like I can't say ten times more expensive but <clears throat> they're way more expensive than the the, the larger thicker ones because of the whole convenience and the the mobility of them like I was uh, looking for a new one probably about I don't know a year ago and I guess I never really realized the level of how much more expensive they are they're like $150 to $200 more expensive they're easily oh, $450, $50, 500 for a new yeah like I was oh, shocked that's, that's I prefer the wooden end. leg mm. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I prefer yeah. the, the wooden framed ones as opposed to to the metal ones. I just feel like, you know, it, it, at least the wood ones you can you can fix. The, the metal ones it's more of a pain in the ass to do so. I mean,
2: yeah, yeah. The um, I think well, they're more comfortable well,
4: so... too. They have more. <laughs> give like machines (laughs) for
2: for people on the aluminum ones, because the aluminum ones usually ratchet a little bit smoother and they're a little bit lighter. So if you're putting it on a plane, cool, it's not quite as dense, um, but like that ultra portable massage table that I was talking about, uh, my friend that bought one, bought one from Lucky's tattoo supply about 15 years ago. And he bought it for $800. The yeah. massage table wow that
4: long
1: ago
2: 800 bucks but he can throw that thing in a backpack and take it with him wherever he wants mm.
0: crazy. this
2: dude is all about minimalist traveling so like he'll show up at a convention with a backpack and an armrest
4: but and a hammock he's got, a <laughs> yeah. he's got like a hammock a massage <laughs> he table, said my right. hammock bed <laughs> right. he's got
2: like a little a tiny bar of soap in there And, like, he'll he'll go and wash his face in the bathroom. No, I'm joking. Um, But he (laughs) has everything he needs for that show in that backpack. It's not that big. Everything he needs is in there.
4: I mean, in all honesty, all of us could probably do that, like, if we just had what we needed. I mean, but, like, who can really do – who wants to do that? I'm sure we all can do it, but who wants to? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, you want every we want everything at our convenience at an arm reach away, so I want my shop there. See, I
2: I don't want like everything, but I wanna have enough stuff that I can share with people if they need it. Yeah. You know, I wanna make sure I've got enough supplies that like if someone comes up and is like, Yo, do you have a fifteen mag I could grab off of you? Yeah, sure, here. Right. Take it. And I still have enough to I mean, I've been them. I've been to many
4: shows to where like artists have They've lost their luggage and whatnot. And I, I just yeah. not too long ago on <clears throat> social media to where like um I forgive me, I can't remember what shop it was, but um they had uh, lost their their luggage before uh, <clears throat> getting to a show, but then someone broke in and ransacked their shop. you guys remember this? Did you see this? The, um, it, somebody um scoped them out or something like that, getting or going get, getting on or coming off a plane and whatnot, realized they were tattoo artists and such and somehow rigged something with them in order to just steal their luggage or whatnot. And then they got keys to their shop or something. Have you guys seen this? It, it was no, people donating money and supplies and whatnot. Yeah, um, I'm gonna have to go back and look. It's been like almost two months ago, but <clears throat> excuse me, they got keys or you know information that led them to, to know that the, these people were tattoo artists and such. And while they were gone, I, I think I gotta get that straight. While they were gone, at the show, they broke in, uh, the person broke in their shop while they were gone. Like, so- it is, seen it on Instagram, if I'm not mistaken, but um, uh, a lot of uh, artists in the community and stuff like that reaching out and, and uh, giving them, you know, machines and, and anything and everything they possibly could, but I've been yeah. to many shows where artists get, yeah, I mean, people uh, get their shit lost, and everybody's giving each other, like, I always like to have something that somebody else don't have and be able to show them, hey, use it for this, use it for that, and turn somebody else on to something. That's always cool. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. My uh, friend McCowell, a few years ago, all of his equipment got held up in customs. Everything except for his machines. Oh. He was coming out from Scotland, from Europe, to work at the Puerto Rico show. Mm-hmm. And he had all, he mailed all of his supplies, as opposed to like bringing it as like a checked bag because it was cheaper, right? Great idea. But if it gets held up in customs, you have to wait for it to get released from customs before you have access to it, right? He didn't factor that in. So he's sitting there during the entire show borrowing stuff off of people because his stuff still didn't get out of customs. So it's like, what do I do? Right. I have, I booked this booth. I've got all these supplies that I can't touch. Got to find a way to do it. So we found a way to do it. Um, And he went through and like people were donating stuff to him left and right because he didn't have access to anything. And to this day, he's like, dude, I can't thank you enough for helping me out in Puerto Rico. Like if you ever want to come up and do a guest spot, if you ever want to like come up and visit or hang out or whatever, like you can come and stay as long as you want um so like i'm actually planning it out with him now i think i might head up there in like late spring to um his area of scotland and go up there and spend like a couple of weeks up there so i may be doing broadcasts from scotland come the uh
1: scotland is gorgeous
2: yeah that's what everyone keeps saying and it's like i really want to make it out there i do
1: Okay, yeah, right. I, it. I've got somewhere
2: to stay, so that's awesome. So, yeah, may start doing more international broadcasting. We're taking this global,
4: yeah, <laughs> going worldwide, worldwide. man. <laughs> Lauren, worldwide,
2: yes,
4: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah.
2: Where, where is Lauren,
4: worldwide? She's
2: in the background, I know
1: that. But she is everywhere. She's
2: global. <clears throat> She's a global Dude. sensation.
4: She's in everything. She does everything. I don't even know how she finds she her time. Does. I don't think she sleeps.
1: Yeah. She's a global they powerhouse. Oh yeah. She is
2: a dynamo. An absolute dynamo. Like Lauren, if you're still watching in the background, I applaud your efforts.
4: And everything you do you know me too ditto on that Absolutely. you know it's rare You're, to um uh for, for someone in this industry that's not an artist to like um love and respect it so much to work as hard as lauren does uh in everything she's in like mm-hmm. um yeah yeah it's cool. And Way cool are both very very oh, yeah, dedicated Gabe, yeah. like hardcore
2: to this industry and it's like and they're they're not artists so. Yeah,
4: I just I recently caught um a a a, a show with Gabe in it. And he was talking about um how long he's been around the industry and showing pics from twenty some years ago. And I I I didn't know that about Gabe, and like total whole new respect for Gabe. Like I had no idea. Like I know he was yeah. um, pretty badass, in in and in, in how involved he was with the industry and everything that he's done. With computers and such to innovate the way that we advertise and everything but i had no idea that he's been around the industry that long no idea oh yeah he I was, was out meeting
2: tinpin and philippe blue yeah. you know, when i was still trying to figure out you know who i was in high school yeah you know and he's out meeting these legends in the industry and it's like, he's got like,
4: badass huge pieces on him like oh man uh, yeah. he's one some of the best artists in the world like <laughs> I had no idea. I was pleasantly surprised. That's was pretty pretty cool.
2: Yeah, but it's not that often that you see someone that's not actively involved in the industry that is so dedicated to such an industry. you know.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Ha- have you guys ever worked in a shop uh, to where the owners they weren't artists themselves? One. Jason, have you? And I will never do one? it again.
2: Yes. I have. <laughs> I did for, yeah. for one time and I will never ever do it again.
4: How'd that work out?
2: <laughs> well, obviously I'm not still there, so
1: You're right. My second um, apprenticeship. The owners weren't tattoo artists, they just hired tattoo artists.
2: It's when you get into situations like that where you have someone that does not that is not part of the industry in any respect or have any kind of expectations about the industry right people that are in it strictly for the money and to run a business that don't understand what's involved in being an artist or being a tattoo artist understanding the variables and that you know what sometimes things take longer than you anticipate
4: and lots of variables
3: yes i i have a question i'd like to you know pose to the group here um was recently watching a business round table with Gabe and, uh, Jesse Smith. And, uh, so Jesse Smith's shop, all the artists are employees Mm
1: -hmm. and
3: he does medical and dental, you know, it's, it's a, you know, he, he talked about the sort of, you know, there was a struggle to overcome this, you know, this barrier. Um, so I've, you know, I've, I'm a tattoo. I'm an independent contractor. Uh, I've also, i uh, you know, I've, I've never tattooed as an employee for somebody. I've always been, you know, when tattooing is concerned, it's always independent contractor. That's the, the, uh, the identity or that's the, you know, that's the, the designation, you know, but like, but I have been an employee of people before and it, you know, like as far as like, you know, getting health insurance and getting, you know, your taxes taken out um it is uh i mean it is just there's a world of difference to it And i was just curious like you know what do you all think about that like as a you know um what what do you think about that like would you would you want a tattoo for somebody we're talking about like you know and maybe maybe it's like the owner would need to be more of an owner you know like jesse smith tattoos you know it's amazing but i'm just saying like you know to be able to run a business you know There's I mean? many and hats have, there yes and have like employees and stuff you know what I mean you have to be you know, a business-minded person you know like uh yeah what I tattoo for Gabe of course you know <laughs> whatever like I'm just sort of I'm just wondering like what are we what are you where are you all at with it spiritually like would you be willing to be subject yourself to you know um, you know to be an employee rather than this independent contractor you know designation what do y'all think Employee, yeah. You you're in. You would do it.
2: I get W two. You know, it all ends up coming down to what level of effort the owner wants to put in. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Nothing says you can't still be Schedule C on top of being an employee. There's no regulation against that. That's what I am. I have my studio income. That's what I make at the studio. I get a paycheck for that. Everything I do at a show, everything I do at a convention, all of the print sales I do, all of the print uh, manufacturing I do and all that stuff, that's all Schedule C. Yeah. So you can have both, yep. right? One's yep. great because you have your taxes withheld and you get a tax refund at the end of the year. Awesome. The other one's kind of balanced. The other one balances out that so... I don't usually see too much money as a refund because they're like, well, you owe this much from this, but we're going to give you this much
3: back. So. You know, a refund, a tax refund is actually bullshit. Because tax refunds, it's oh, yeah. just, yes. just like, the yeah. like, yeah. government holds your money. We don't give you any fucking interest on your money. You know, so a tax refund is bullshit. You know, having a, a professional, like sort of, you know, uh, you know an accountant, <laughs> you know, handles the numbers like do you write and so you don't owe anything and you're not owed much or any i think that's a better way to go i, I hate a tax refund right. fuck a tax refund i mean it's i mean it's like oh great I, you know thanks for giving me my own money back uh-huh you know what i mean hey, I thank you for giving me my own write. money and uh and now it's worth less now it's actually right. worth less so mm-hmm. you so know. i never it i is. never reminded it because i don't have to
2: pay money out every quarter I don't have to pay money out every six months yeah. for taxes that I owe. Yeah, that's all done for me,
3: and that's the least thing
2: I, I have to worry about.
3: And think it about. is. I'm I just, you know, I think it's 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 a really complicated deal, you know. Like and and um, uh, and I think, uh, you know, again, I, I, um, some people have it really figured out. Some people really have got like a good system down, you know, but especially for uh, you know, especially for people starting out. Especially for, uh, you know, um, I mean, not everybody, not everybody has it, you know, so the game so clocked, uh, they're coming, you know, they're coming for that audit, they're going to come for your taxes, it doesn't matter if you don't make too much, you know what I mean, it, they're coming for you, and it's, I think, you know, they're very well might be coming. It's just to break day. your balls
4: for the most part.
3: What's that? Watch your I balls. said, it's,
4: it's just a, for them to, to, to break the to, to break balls. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. it, it, it's gotten so bad since COVID. It, it's it's ridiculous. Like, I, I, I mean, I can't say I'm, I don't mind. I, I, but I don't mind paying taxes as in if that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. What I don't like is the changing of the rules. This is okay for this. And that's not okay for that. And it, it, it I, I don't like it. Why can't it just be easier to cut and dry? And why are we paying a third party business taxes anyway? The IRS is a third party business. I don't understand.
3: <laughs> like, when on to it's senior. a third party business. Yeah. I mean, there, it's
4: not even, it's, it's, it's not even a leg of the government. Like why are we paying a third party business money? I don't, yeah, I, cool. I never did understand that. Yeah. I just, um. I don't mind paying what I'm supposed to pay for what I'm supposed to pay it for, but can somebody pick out the right person for me to pay it to please? Because I, I don't like paying people I'm not supposed to be paying. That has nothing to do with my shit. Like.
3: <laughs> it's, I, I like mean, that. you know, we're all subject we, you know, we all have <laughs> to do it and, and you're right. You know, it's like, don't like it, but gotta. And, but I think it's sort of like. Uh, right. It becomes so complex and it becomes, there's so much rope yeah. to hang one's self with uh it doesn't seem like uh it doesn't seem like a very uh, uh you know like useful way to go about it you know we're you know so uh you know we're contributing to society right we're like we're important members of our of culture and society you know what i mean and so we should uh you know uh we should be able to participate and um you know like I guess I, you know, I don't even know where we're going with this conversation. I'm just curious as to, you know, like what do what do you all think about this idea? I mean, me personally, I think you know it could be a lot more uh, efficient, right? We're talking about efficiency and like you know minimalism and stuff like that. Like yeah. you know, the there's a whole business side of things, you know, and and uh, you know the upside for the for the business owner can be you know can be uh, you know can be really great. You know, they can have a lot of upside to it. Uh, and, and so, you know, like taking on that role of like taking care of your employees and stuff, you know, is, I think is, is, you know, there's a, there's a, a you know, it can become equitable in a certain respect, right? It becomes equitable. You know, we're taking care of the tattoo part, they are taking care of the business part, um, And then as you mature and, you know, and you become more business oriented or something like that, you want to start your own business or like you were talking about Jason, maybe, you know, like your extra stuff, you know, like extra things you do and you take that on as, as, you know, as other revenue streams and things, and you're able to sort of fold that into a, you know, to a larger portfolio. And I think that could be great, but like, you know, just, getting cash at the end of the day. And it's like, here you go, kid, here's a pocket full of cash, you know, I think it can, you know, can lead to, uh, I don't know. That's, I, I, I think for me, uh, it was something that I like, I had to really work hard to over overcome that mindset when I was first starting out and then, uh, you know, get, get with it, pay the taxes and stuff. I, I don't like seeing I don't like seeing anybody have to go through that. So um, but I don't know. I mean, maybe there's no, you know, there's no standard to hold this industry to there's nobody to hold the industry to that sort of a thing. But it could be more of an example, I suppose, You could see it in more places, you know, you could see it more um,
2: uh, Well, and I think you're starting to see that. Yeah. With different studios around the world and especially around in the U.S., you're starting to see people taking tattooing to a whole new economic level when it comes down to professionalism, when it comes down to quality of product, when it comes down to business mindset. You're yeah. starting to see studio more studio owners like Jesse Smith, right? Let's guys that are turning around saying, cool, you need health insurance? We've got a group plan. Here's our group plan. If you don't like it, you can get your own. Right. But this is like the plan that we all pay into. This is what we get out of it, and it covers all of this stuff. We have dental. We have I. Oh, you need life insurance? We've got that too. Here's our here's mm-hmm. the uh, life insurance policy. Here's your health insurance, you know, health insurance card, life insurance yeah. policy. Uh, here's what you're gonna be making, which is more than you'll be making at any other studio, you know. It's not all cash under the table. So you can show proof of income. You can take out a loan and a mortgage on a house. You can take out a loan for a car. You know, there's all of these other things that you can get when you show all of that proof of income. Right. And we're starting to see more people that are focused on that. Right. As opposed to the old school days of, I don't know, you don't even actually work here. You know, I'm, I'm a sole owner, sole proprietorship. Right. of this business you can work for me but it's going to be cash under the table and if anyone asks you're not an employee you don't work here you do not work for me right you can take you know 50 50 of whatever and yeah. um as long as it's cash you can keep all your tips but that's it it's 50 50 straight down the middle cash only whatever all
4: and, and that's exactly how you get artists that don't give a shit about the shop they work at right there too yeah. i mean that's that's how that's 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 why like it, people like russ have it i mean i'm pretty sure russ runs his place like jesse smith does and um you know by by uh by giving not giving by but by the artist earning their 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 way in that shop to to, to i think i think if i'm not mistaken russ do you own a part of the shop is is, it, is that how he does that doesn't he I couldn't tell I'm you. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there was an episode or something like that I seen to where um, uh, you, you, you you it shares it broke up into shares and um, just 401k and all this kind of that stuff. It, it gives it. Yeah. It, it, why would anybody want to work hard for a place that wasn't theirs? Nobody wants to do that. Yeah. So by by making the shop, everybody's everybody's going to work twice as hard to keep it great. I mean, make it yeah. great. I mean, that's the, the entire theory. point
2: in theory right in theory get, there there may be people that are out there and you may run into situations where there is a studio owner but now if you're starting to say you own a share of this studio so you are a co-owner of this studio well now people have the mindset or could develop the mindset of well I don't like the way this is being done so I'm not going to do that anymore and you can't tell me no, because I'm a co-owner. So it's not like your word goes, I get a say in this too, and I'm not going to do that.
4: Well, obviously things correctly then would be contracted particularly and so on and so forth. I mean, I'm just, uh, and
2: that's a very, very like worst case scenario example, you know, but um, I could see a couple of different reasons and ways that that could not Works so well
3: well in any organization i mean there really must be a hierarchy True. it happens, sure. but it's something that it's something that like emerges at least you know uh, i mean it it would at least emerge you know if it's not sort of uh you know sort of imposed in a certain respect you know but, there always
4: must be a pyramid of authority i mean
3: so, but yeah. So what Jason's saying, like that couldn't, you know, that, that couldn't stand. You know, that sort of um, yeah mutiny. <laughs> mutiny. It's couldn't mutiny.
4: Couldn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't have. Uh, yeah. Exactly.
3: Yeah, you couldn't have that that sort of thing. Maroon, uh, 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 maroon yeah. the mutineer on the island. <laughs>
1: The trick is that you as the biggest owner have the most controlling shares and that your your amount of controlling shares never equals less than the whole of your other employees' shares. Right.
2: So the controlling stake would be held by the one person that would kind of dictate the certain rules and stuff. That makes sense. Makes a lot of sense.
4: Yeah, don't quote me on what I think but but I did I seen a, some sort of show that um Russ Abbott was talking about that in which way they do something to that note. <clears throat> it was a percentage of, of like own this so much and this so much, but they he still always owned the most controlling shares. <laughs> I do know that for a fact. See, I
2: was always taught that um if you go into every job, like you're, you are already a part of that business, right? Like you are the owner of that studio. I'm not saying like, have that kind of like, I'm the boss mentality, but like, if you treat it with I the care same what happens to that it. the owner does, then you're going to put out better quality. You're going to do everything that needs to be done. You're going to take more sure. personal responsibility for things. Absolutely. And You're gonna grow it as an individual, even if you're not the owner of
4: that. Place. Absolutely.
2: So that's kind of. The I think that's the, the
4: entire point of why it's so hard to find um, anybody anymore to to really put it. They're all into. Um, you know, working in a shop that's not theirs. That's why there's so many more shops now than ever. Everybody branches out on their own because of that.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. now we've got an industry that's oversaturated with different options. And it's like, you know, we, we're running, we have more places to work and not enough people to work at them. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And s- some people go that route for a different reason. For whatever reason it may be um maybe people just don't get along with you know maybe they have issues with authority and they just don't like people telling them what the rules are it's like cool you go be by yourself you go do that right the rest of us can listen to what other people have to say and we can play by the rules but if you're going to be that way good you go do your own thing please for the love of god you go over there and if you don't want to sweep and mop Go live in a dirt hole. Go work in a dirty place. Like, that's up to you. You know, that has nothing to do with me. I'm willing to come in and sweep (laughs) them up every other day. It's not a problem. Um, But you get different people with different personality types. And sometimes they turn around and they're like, oh, well, how come you're making so much money and I'm giving you so much of the (laughs) worst percentage of the money that I'm making? It's like, yo, number one,
4: Why don't you put in 16 years, man? (laughs) Right.
2: Lights got to stay on. Water's got to keep running. Mm It's got to get paid.
4: Yeah.
2: Let me tell you how much that costs. However, I will say this. There are certain studio owners out there. That will take advantage of their employees in that regard. One of the last studios I worked at, I asked the owner To give me a breakdown of cost. Like, what is my money going to? What are the monthly bills here? Of course not. Of course not. Because when he realized that I was smart enough to say, hey, Mm -hmm. I'm the one bringing in the most money. I'm paying all of your rent every month because I'm the only one here bringing in money. Mm Mm-hmm. And not only am I paying all of your bills and all of my bills off of this, I'm the one that's keeping the lights in this place on. I'm the one that's paying the rent in this place. And you won't give me a cost breakdown of how much you pay? Really? And I understand it's an odd request for, you know, someone that's working there and all that stuff. Uh But this all came about because the guy refused to spend $60 to buy a new coffee table.
4: I don't think it's an odd request. Um, nowadays, it might be an odd request in 1985. I mean, you didn't go to your mentor and be like, hey, can I have a breakdown? And be like, get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> sure. yeah.
2: But I mean, like... for the, the thing, right? Our coffee table had broken at the studio. And I was like, yo, listen, I was just out of a thrift shop. I found a great new coffee table for the front of the studio. I'm willing to pick it up. Like it's going to cost 60 bucks. And he's like, yeah, cool. Go for it. And I'm like, cool. Are you just going to reimburse me when I get back to the studio? Like, Mm -hmm. how do you want to do this? And he's like, oh, well, 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 um, you know, you should really take pride in where you work and, you know, you should be willing to reinvest in the place. And it's like, oh, okay. We're going to play that game. uh, Okay. Let's play that game. How much money have I made? Well, you know, We all know that business accounts and personal accounts need to stay separate, right? Yeah. That's according to, you know, whatever regulations. And I said, how much money have I made the business this year? (laughs) Mm, Okay. And um, so you're telling me part of that, and and this is where I asked him for a cost breakdown. I was like, how much is rent? Because I'm making that for you in a week. How much is the electric bill?
4: <clears throat> well, and it's like, in the pure disrespect he, that he 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 didn't even he didn't even know to say to tell you when you were making that much money, he just sat in the first place. Like, yeah,
2: I was like, so you you're telling me you can't spare sixty? The business account can't afford to spend sixty dollars on a new coffee table. Not you. The business account cannot afford to spare sixty dollars to buy a new coffee table out of how much extra money am I bringing in a month?
0: Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Where's that money going?
3: Well here, I mean, here again, I think we've sort of come back around to this notion of like, there's so many shops, right? There's so many options, you know, you have to make a discernment about what's right for you on a personal spiritual level, like where you're going to work and where you are going to, you know? And so I think it's uh, rather, you know, it's like it, you're right Jason but I mean at the same time it can be it can get so petty and so I think it's like you know this you know you you know you end up uh now we have things are different and so you know you can get out there and you can really start to like um you know meet people and you know meet uh meet meet other personalities meet other sorts of you know uh someone that's going to know who's someone who aligns more with, you know, with your vision and your priorities as far as like, you know, like what, especially if you're a leader, you know, in the shop, you're making, you're making a lot of money. You're, uh, you're, you're being a professional. You're treating it as if you're, you know, you care. Um, maybe you're even like being a good example for your colleagues and you're actually helping them raise up their game as well. These are things that like, a you know, that, a uh, you know, that a very, a wise business owner, a wise studio owner would want to recognize and would want to, you know, they'd want to nurture that. They'd want to like, sort of, you know, they'd want to just to foster that environment. And, um, Mm,
4: you uh, would think so. Yeah.
3: They, well, that's, I think that's where you, you know, that's where you like, you have to make those discernments about like, you know, the, who you surround yourself with, you know? And, uh, absolutely. If you're not, uh, if it's, um, if it's if it's stifling, if you're you know if it's not if it's not right, you know you do know you just you know yeah. it inside. Yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the lies you tell yourself to justify the comfort that you feel that you will yep. not allow you to overcome this. You know the the shit that you're inside of. So, yep. um, so you know Definitely it.
4: Absolutely right about
1: that.
3: And if you, yeah,
1: I've walked away from two different shops because it was just a toxic environment.
3: Yeah. Maybe some people love the toxic, you know.
1: Chaos doesn't not have to mean. be toxic. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can thrive on chaos, but not toxicity.
3: Sure. But I I yeah, I guess I just, you know, not that I have a some prescriptive answer or anything like that. I think, yeah, every you know, to each their own and and you know uh and if, if you think you can do a better job, you start your own place, I guess. But you know, like, again, you, I think you, this is what's, this is the advantage of the the saturated market that we're talking about is that, you know, you're gonna, you may find a new opportunity, that's it. That's, you know, this void, you know, could become the opportunity for you. Um, and it may be very scary to have to strike out a new, you know, like I, you know, I've, I know I've said it before like i've left I've left studios before, and then you know like i I'm so I died right it's like you know it's like oh, where did he go? Like, oh, I think he died, you know what I mean,
4: yeah. <laughs> I mean oh okay. you know, yeah right? if
3: you don't Three care, times. if you don't have everybody's contact info, you know, like you know they call back for you like you know, you're dead, and yeah. so you know, it's that's just how they you I know mean, that's how that can go
1: mentor died. Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> Yeah. That's how that can go. I think you can easily get like uh you know, um you will easily see the character of those. You know, it gets revealed through this. You know, it becomes right. It it happens. It yeah,
1: becomes.
3: you get to see the character, and you know, and so you know, then you'll know, you'll know absolutely. But that, but you know it inside too, and just like Jason, I think that's what you're. That's what you're pointing at. Like this person. You know, uh, this was a test you gave them. You probably knew. Mm -hmm. I bet you knew he wasn't gonna buy that
2: table. (laughs) You you knew it. That's why I said, cool. How do you want to handle this?
3: Do you just want to pay me
2: back when I get to the studio? Yeah. You already knew.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, and it's like, and so instead of just buying it yourself and I mean, knowing that he wasn't going to pay you, you let this, you know, you let that become the, the point, a point of contention. You know, and yeah, maybe rightfully that too many so. times in that place. So. Yeah. Maybe rightfully so. But, well, it's led you to where you're at now, which is like getting ready for mm-hmm. conventions and, you know, being like, oh. being awesome. So,
2: that note, though, guys, I do have to get running. I have to go and open the studio. So,
3: yeah, Thank I have to get running
2: too. I haven't And um, I will catch everyone next
4: week. Cool. Bye. Right, bye, everybody. Take care, guys. I nice seeing you guys. Thank you. Later, guys. See you soon. Bye, guys. Bye.